Welcome and thank you for joining the Society for Clinical Research Sites for SCRS Talks. I'm Jimmy Bechtel, the Vice President of Site Engagement. SCRS Talks is a program that allows our partners and those that we work closely with to take a few minutes to address issues of industry concern, share exciting achievements, and to learn more about our community. Today, we have Lauren Stockwell, the Director of Outreach and Engagement with Clinical Research Fast Track, here to share with us key considerations for technology adoption and identifying the right solutions to manage change and training of staff at the research site. Lauren, we're really excited to have you here with us, talking to us about this subject. Uh, I'd love to learn a little bit more about you and uh, share your background. Yeah, thank you so much, Jimmy, for having me here this morning. I am super excited to be participating in this podcast and also speaking on behalf of our organization. Um, as you said, I'm the Director of Outreach and Engagement for Clinical Research Fast Track. I've uh, been in the educational development industry for the last decade or so. Uh, and today I get to represent our organization, which helps educate individuals that are working to enter this industry. Uh, we educate everybody from research assistants, CRCs, all the way through PIs, and so far, everything in between. And it is so important for me to stand here representing thousands of people who have entered or are seeking entry into this industry. Uh, and coming from that really cool third-party perspective where we're working with several different entities that are in this industry as well. Great. Thanks, Lauren. Again, really excited to talk about uh, the intersection of technology and and staffing and and really bringing up the research workforce and uh speaking to that topic i do want to reflect back a little bit you were able to participate with us in a panel at the scrs west clinical tech and innovation summit on site level technology integration and implementation can you recall and, and bring up maybe some of the common barriers and challenges that sites face when adopting technology that we talked about during that session yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I was so honored to be on a panel with Joshua Rourke and, and Laura Todd. They're incredible individuals in this industry, and it was such a fun panel to participate in. Um, so shout out to them. Uh, but uh, common barriers, right? I mean, there's so many that we could touch on today. But one of the main ones that I really discussed was, um, you know, this resistance to the unknown. And I think that that's one of the biggest and most challenging parts, right? The technology can be fantastic. And we have access to all these incredible innovations in technology, but our staff is resistant to the unknown. And it's it's a really common thing to not want to get outside of that comfort zone because comfort zones exist for a reason, right? They're just that, they're comfortable. So now you're telling me I have to be uncomfortable and it isn't doing exactly what I want it to do. And maybe it's not so easy to use um, and it doesn't track what we want it to track. Uh, that's probably the biggest barriers in all honesty is finding something that is both usable and is easily trained and easily accessible. That's great, Lauren. I think easy learning or adult intelligent learning, I think, is so important for us when we talk about adopting technology because it's here to stay. It's not going anywhere. It's only going to become more pervasive on our clinical trials. So being able to educate and learn about that technology in an effective mature way, I think, is a, is a great point and, a, and a, an important thing. So thank you. So yeah. Uh, and 
just to kind of also piggyback off that, Jimmy, I think it's so important to recognize, like, as adult learners, we all learn so differently. And that was something I really tried to focus on in my particular points that I made in that panel, uh, that there are so many different learning styles, there are so many different personality types, and everybody really absorbs material differently. So understanding that, respecting that, and also cultivating a, a tech service that is geared towards that and uses multiple different ways to teach something is so incredibly important. Thanks, Lauren, uh, which kind of leads us really nicely into our, our next topic, which you've already alluded to and started to talk about is overcoming those barriers. How do we as an industry move past some of these things that, that you've mentioned? Yeah, absolutely. And I don't know that there is one singular answer. I don't know that there is one single way that we can say, here's the solution and let's solve all the world's problems, right? But if we are willing to talk to not just the key opinion leaders at each organization, but talk to those key users, I think involving people in this process will not only build this sense of ownership and build this sense of trust. Uh, we were reading recently uh, at our, at our in our team the uh, the book the five dysfunctions of a team, and it's so important for you to recognize where dysfunction exists and and be able to fix it by then. And the basis of all dysfunction is a lack of trust and a lack of understanding and a lack of vulnerability. People don't want to admit that they don't understand this technology. People don't want to admit that they're uncomfortable with this technology. But if you create a culture of communication and you build a culture of trust, then that's something that we can do by just talking and just being open and like, hey, this is something that's uncomfortable, right? Let's talk about how to move past that discomfort. And instead of just avoiding it and saying, here's another training, good luck. Um, that's really what I feel is the most successful way for us to cross those barriers and overcome some of them. There's there's so many other ways to do it, of course, and there's, there's a million ways to skin any one cat. But if we're not willing to talk and build that trust immediately with both the vendors and also our staff, then we're not going to get anywhere, right? That's the foundation of all good team building is is just talking and building trust. It's a great point, Lauren, and never enough reminders about how that communication and the building a culture of communication is so important for organizations and for relationships that we're developing between the sites and the sponsors and CROs and, and technology providers as well. Mm -hmm. So when we're adopting these solutions and, and bringing them into our organizations, what are some of the key considerations that we should keep in mind as we're embarking on this process? Yeah, this is such an important question in all honesty, because I think it's really easy to walk down the halls of these conferences and see some incredible options and see some incredible technologies and great, fantastic organizations that have worked so hard to create something that is usable. But I think sites need to really evaluate what they actually need, what is going to be functional and drive their business forward versus just what's sitting in front of them and user friendly. Um, that's can end up being a distraction by the end of the day because you're just put through all these trainings and you use it once and then it's done, right? Uh, just like the informed consent process and, you know, David Volcano um, made a really, really great point about this towards the beginning of West. And it's, it's a process. 
It is something that we cannot sit and have it be a one and done conversation. As we develop, as we change, as we add more um, trials, as we add more staff, as we add more just everything to our plates, we need to be sure that, again, that culture of communication is embedded deep into our organization. We need to create this open forum where people feel comfortable coming and, and adding and being collaborative and discussing what is working, but also what is not working. Just because you say something isn't working does not mean that you are being negative. I like to call it poking holes, personally. Uh, poking holes in theories, poking holes in what is and isn't working and, and where we can be better. And by the end of the day, that's what drives us forward. So. Thanks, Lauren. I couldn't agree more. That goes back to, like you said, that culture of communication. And it's it's not just positive one-way communication. It's that two-way communication and that feedback loop that I think is really important. So those end-to-end -end solutions around effective communication and how we can then adopt those technologies more readily, I think, at the site level is, 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 is really important. So thank you for sharing those insights. I also wanted to dive in a little bit into training uh, and obviously your organization and, and yourself being really experts in this field. Training staff is important when it comes to technology adoption. So what are some of the best practices that maybe our sites can take away from this conversation to ensure a smooth implementation process of technology, either that's they're adopting themselves or that maybe they're being asked to adopt from a sponsor or CRO level? Absolutely. Yeah, this is just my bread and butter. This is where my passion lays. Uh, training and training effectively is something that I work towards every single day. And I don't always get it right. I'm not always going to speak to every single person. I'm not always going to connect to every single person. Uh, but I want to help create a material and create a training that is absorbed and not just got through. I think so often we hit play on module training and then we go to another screen and we just assume that it's getting absorbed because we got through the training. But in reality, we want to create something that is incredibly interactive and collaborative. The best solution that we have found and something that we really, really like to empower all throughout our organization and through our trainings is to have them teach it. We get them talking. We say, hey, what do you think about this? I often will come on camera in class and I'll say, why does this matter? Why do we care? Why, why is this important about what we're talking about? And so that really gets the conversation going in the sense of creating that connection and helping them understand the why behind what they're doing. And I think that that's one of the most important things when we're thinking about training is helping them connect to the why. If you're telling somebody that they have to do more, they have to add another hat to their rack, right? They have this huge hat rack where they're a cheerleader and they're a data collector and uh, they're an IT architect now. And right, I mean, there's so many different hats that these site level staff are wearing. And now all of a sudden we're adding another. So tell me why. Tell me why I should care about this particular hat. Connect it with me. And a really big thing is ownership of it as well and having them teach it back. If you can get those key users involved and immersed inside of this and able to teach it effectively to their peers, 
that will gain respect for the material. That will gain respect for them wanting to participate in it, wanting to learn it. Uh, people respect their peers and are wanting to help their peers. And it's just something to also get a secondary voice in there. That's a big thing as well, getting additional voices. If the same person is leading every single training, you are not getting the, that material absorbed. I'll tell you that. You need different voices, more interactive voices. Uh, one final thought on this uh, that I shared at my panel on at West is we talk a lot about the C's of communication in, in Fast Track and in class. And there are kind of three C's. I always like to add a fourth because I am extra like that. Uh, but first and foremost, in, in training, we need communication right? The way that we communicate to people matters. The words we select matters. The way that we say things matters. If we say you have to do this versus can you help me do this? Think about how more, how much more effective that is to get somebody involved. Uh, continuity, if we say it once and somebody, and then we expect them to know it forever and ever, that shame on us. That is something that is so important is to repeat um, is to add depth to each of these things. And then consistency. I think so often we dump something on somebody and then we never check back up on them again. And it's so important to continue to show up for these people, show up for the people who are serving the people that we're trying to recruit, right? I mean, it is so important that our sites feel as supported as possible. So for those of you listening that are not on the site side and are on more of the support zero sponsor side, support your sites, right? Just ask the question, how are you doing? How is it going? How do you like this? And vendors too, sorry, didn't mean to exclude that side of things. But it's so important that we're asking those questions. Again, culture of communication needs to be tied into every single element of this. Um, and then my fourth one that I add, because I'm extra, is compassion, right? We have to lead with compassion. We have to give compassion at every corner of our ways that we're communicating and training. Uh, not everybody is going to learn everything so quickly, right? We have those early adapters. And think about like a bell curve, right? There's those people that start things off and they're going to take it so quick and so easy. And then there's those people on the very tail end that are going to really struggle with the material, not because they're slow, not because they're bad with tech, but because comfort zones exist and getting out of it is very uncomfortable for them. So as you can tell, I'm very passionate about the training side of things. This is definitely something that I try to implement every single day as we're going through our courses, as we're training people, as we're educating that future generation of research professionals. Uh, and this is something we've done a lot of homework on, a lot of really, really deep research on. And I feel that we've gotten really, really well and gotten really good at it. But of course, there's always room for improvement everywhere. Thanks, Lauren. I think there's a lot of really great insights to tease out of there uh, around making sure that the process is smooth for the site. So uh, that's one of those answers that I would encourage people to, you know, kind of pause and go back and listen to again, because there's so many good nuggets in there. Thank you for sharing all of that information. Uh, I liked the the C's of, of training. I think that's a really good thing for us to keep in mind as an industry and, and one uh, absolutely positive approach to how we structure the work that we're doing when we're bringing up and, and bringing new staff into our organization. So thank you for sharing those. Are there Really, any other lessons or takeaways as we begin to conclude our conversation here that you'd like to share from your session at SCRS West uh, with our audience in general? Yeah, absolutely. I, 
You know, one of the coolest concepts and something that I took away from the conference as a whole um, in general, uh, one of my favorite things that I heard all like the the two days that the conference was, it was too fast in my opinion. We needed more time, but we always need more time at these things. Uh, And one of the coolest concepts that I heard was from uh, Kylie Scheidler. She referenced butts. And I just think that that concept spans so much further than how she even used it. And it made it approachable. It made it consumable. It made it really something that we can all understand. And she was using this concept of butts in in the sense of feasibility and, and how there isn't much room for us to say, but we can, right? If I don't have the Sub-Zero fridge, but I can get it. Uh, there's not room for that. And so it's immediately screened out. And I think that this concept can span so much further when, when it comes to technology and our industry in general. There's so much lack of space for these butts. And there's so much room for us to continue to grow. And I think that we really need to open our minds more uh, to not only what we have known to work, but also what we want to establish for our future. And I think that our industry is becoming more and more open minded when it comes to how we make inclusive technology, how we make inclusive research in general. And that was something that just really stuck with me from the entire conference. Uh, From my session specifically, I think that we need to, again, have this sense of mutual responsibility. And I'm going to keep saying it, culture of communication is so important. Uh, And it is such an, and and it doesn't happen in one day. I don't want to say that it's easy, right? Simple, not easy. And it's definitely something that takes time and development and trust. But building that trust should be a priority of each of our teams. And it should really be a priority cross-functioning with that sense of mutual responsibility. Thanks, Lauren. I think that's a really, really great place for us to begin to conclude our conversation here because that I agree that com that that concept of the butt mentality that we have here and and being able to advocate for ourselves as an organization. And I think the the conversation going back to the points you made earlier, that communication and that conversation that we need to have with our partners around what we're doing here is so important and getting away from this check box mentality. Oh, they don't, you know, they they fill out the feasibility questionnaire and they don't have that that capability. Doesn't mean that they're not willing to or capable of acquiring one. Um, but I, I remember my time at the site, I'm sure you do as well, that that was something that we dealt with quite a bit was, you know, okay. oh, well, we filled out the feasibility questionnaire. Let me get on the horn with the CRA and explain some of my answers because we really want this study and we, we feel we're capable of doing it. But uh, having that conversation is, is an important part and that open, honest communication, I think is a really great message for us to take away from our conversation here as we talk about technology and workforce. So thank you. Thank you for sharing your insights and being part of of the the conversation today. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. It's been such a pleasure to work with you guys. And I'm really excited for all the summits that are to come global and diversity next year and all those things. Yeah, that's great. Thanks, Lauren. And for those of you listening, definitely make sure to register for those upcoming summits being held throughout the calendar year by visiting the summit page on our website, myscrs.org. While you're on our website, be sure to also check out the other publications that we create and curate for our community with thought leaders like Lauren in the publication section of that same website. We appreciate your participation in today's program and look forward to having you join us for more great content coming out very soon. Thanks for listening.